Hello and welcome to the Well Played Podcast. I'm your host, Warren Curtis. This week we are talking about It's Finally Over! The Microsoft ABK deal can finally close in the US and we can move on to talking about other aspects of this deal, which is great news as far as I'm concerned. Also, PlayStation has some uh, Last of Us stuff happening and Bungie also won big in the courts this week, so doesn't look like Microsoft got that monopoly on that either. But before we get into it, let's talk about what it is we do here on the show. We're here to talk about gaming from a mature adult perspective. What that means is we're not going to get into console wars, we don't wave a fanboy flag, and we don't get into petty arguments about whose plastic box is better. What we will do is talk about uh, facts about our games and the gaming industry in simple language and give our opinions on why these things matter. We will talk about gaming as an adult and as parents, and we will talk about the games we have been playing. You can find more from us on YouTube. The link is in the description and on Twitter by following us at Amarin Studios. That is A-M-A-R-R-E-N-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. We are available as an audio show on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you want to catch your pods. Be sure to like us, rate us, ring that bell, because all of that helps everyone find this show. And we want those comments. We want your feedback. So let's hear it. With all that said, let's get into it. Uh, some news this week. Obviously, it's. I think it's been a slow news week as far as all things considered. Um, no, the the big the big news is obviously this Microsoft ABK deal is finally coming to fruition. Um, and I'm not saying that because I'm a I'm a Microsoft fanboy. I'm not a not an Xbox fanboy. I have said right at the top of this program I don't do that, and that still reigns true. Um, I'm saying that it's it's finally done because it's been 18 months. Like we're talking nearly two years of our lives have basically been like, what happens next with this deal? And for people like me that comment on this kind of stuff and, and do the speculation, do things like the this content, um, it's a lot harder for us to talk about what is next in this deal until we know what that deal looks like. And now we finally have that kind of clearer picture of what that deal looks like. Um, and I think that's, that is kind of the point with it. Um, so kind of in short on Monday, late Monday, very late Monday, the, the decision was entered into the docket for the participants to see, um, what the decision was. And by Tuesday morning, by open a business, basically we got the news that the district court, Judge Corley has decided to deny the preliminary injunction and, and listed lots of reasons why she was denying that preliminary injunction. I talked before about how there was multiple uh, hurdles, I guess would be the best term, multiple points in which the FTC had to be successful in order to um, get a PI. And they they failed on pretty much all of them. The only one that she gave them any leeway on a little bit, a little tiny bit, was the integration into Game Pass, basically saying that um, that you know if Microsoft looks at integrating Call of Duty into Game Pass, there is a, a foreclosure aspect on the games as a subscription or, or subscription gaming um, aspects, and that's because Sony flat out denied wanting to put it into PlayStation Plus. Um, they denied that deal that that was offered to them now whether they come around to that deal or maybe there's a bit of a negotiation that happens later on, we will see. Right. But that that's what we can talk about going forward with these things is, and it's going to be a lot slower with that stuff, which I think is great. Um, anyways, that was Tuesday. 
the FTC then filed an appeal, which they were kind of expected to do. They filed an, an appeal um, with an emergency injunction request. Okay. Um, as I said, that deal or the decision came down to the public Tuesday morning. The FTC and Microsoft knew about it Monday night. Um, and then it came came down to the public Tuesday morning. It was after the end of business on Thursday by the time the FTC actually got their, their appeal filed. So they basically, lack of a better term, um, they shit the bed on that. And uh, and what they did is they wasted 75% of the time available to them before the TRO expired at midnight last night to do the, uh, to do the appeal work. Anyways, um, the emergency injunction was denied by the district court. It's up to George Judge Corley to to deny that first place, and then that decision to not deny that emergency injunction um, fell to the appeals court, and the appeals court denied that. Um, they didn't deny the appeal. They are scheduling the appeal. It's going to move forward, um, and they will have hearings about that. That is to be expected. That's due process, and I believe in due process. I believe in fair process, and if the FTC chooses to go down this avenue, then that that is their prerogative to do so. Um, I don't think it's a complete waste of time to be doing that. I, where my issue is, is they filed their intention of having an issue with this agreement or having an issue with this merger rather in December of 2022. And they didn't do anything until days, like the weeks before this deal is set to expire. Um, and what that is, is gaming the system. That's activism. And, and I don't agree with that. If, if you have a legal case, put your legal case forward and let's find out. Uh, don't don't game the system to, to try to win. Because they're trying to win by not directly actually winning, by having a judgment award them a win. They were trying to win by just running the clock out of the game, which that that's not fair. You know, could you imagine watching basketball and a uh, guy gets, you know, his three points and then he takes the ball and he just runs around the court with it for the rest of the game and doesn't, you know, pass or do anything. He just dribbles, 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 dribbles around the court and nobody can get the ball from him. That would be a pretty boring game, right? It's also not in the spirit of the rules. And that's what I found my biggest issue with this FTC and how they were behaving is that. Anyways, all that gone by. And that's the entire reason why we're doing the show today and not yesterday is normally we would do a Friday show is I wanted to let the news percolate through, see what exactly happened and, and then talk about it in with full scope of knowledge. And that, that's what this is allowing me to do here. Um, so the TR, TRO, the temporary restraining order that was filed a couple of weeks ago, it expired last night. Um, the deal can now close in the U.S. And effectively, it's going to be closing in the U.S. Uh, as Activision is going to be delisted off of NASDAQ by Monday. So there's no trading happening. Um, that being said, the CMA, the, the Consumer Markets Authority, I believe it is, in the United Kingdom, has announced as a joint statement with Microsoft and ABK that they are negotiating um, the terms instead of having to, they decided to pause this appeals process, save everybody time and effort, and they uh, have decided to negotiate. As a result of those negotiations that have happened this last week, now the CAT Tribunal, which is where the appeal was taking place, is having a special hearing on Monday at 2.30 p.m. local time. Um, that's important because I believe they're going to announce the results of that at that point. 
of that negotiation. And the CMA has indicated there's possibility that there's an active investigation into what this new proposal is with that, but that's not going to prevent the deal from closing in, in essence. The deal can close around that. ABK is being held separately by Microsoft. So as long as they don't enact any anything that's part of that uh, foreclosure, or di- sorry, uh, part of that um, divestment that they're offering to do, whatever that may look like, um, as long as they don't really change anything, change the status quo, other than the fact they've integrated the company in, into their own, anything can still be changed and modified as, as the deal moves forward. That's really what's important is for everybody to understand. Yes, this means that Microsoft and ABK will now become one unit. Um, ABK is being held kind of over here in another little kitty, right? As another division that um, can be divested or manipulated depending on how the markets decide things need to be done down the road. That is very expected. And that's standard kind of business practice, right? Um, the deal can still close around that, right? In in spirit, but not necessarily in practice. Or sorry, in practice, not necessarily in spirit. So we're not going to see games on Game Pass next week. Um, and we'll talk a bit more about that later. Uh, we've got a couple questions, actually, and one of them is pertaining to that. So that's actually really good. Um, th- this 2.30 p.m. local time is actually also very interesting because it's obviously it's not the first thing on the schedule for the day, but it could have been. They could have moved things around um, if they wanted to deal with it at the beginning of the day. But what 2.30 p.m. local time in the United Kingdom is, is right after the markets open here in, in the Western Hemisphere. So when the U.S. markets open and, and ABK's now off of the, the NASDAQ, right, which just means it's not being traded anymore, which is kind of standard when an acquisition is happening. Um, because it's going to, what it's going to do is it's going to freeze that stock price, right? So people aren't going nuts with it. Um, what will happen is the deal could actually be closed in the U.S. by that time, right? And because it takes a surmountable amount of time, even in this day and age, to move $70 billion around the world, it could take a couple of days for all of this to actually transpire and, and percolate down through. Um, point is, is I think it's going to happen. Uh very soon, um, they'll they'll probably because they've been granted approval to close and they believe that everything is going to close properly. That deadline now no longer really matters. With that, they they're dealing with a softer target. It's kind of like saying you have to have your house sold by July thirty first, right? But that closing date for that transaction could be thirty days, sixty days, forty five days, ninety days, whatever you agree upon, right? So it, it's kind of like that. There's a moving target there that doesn't really need to be hit directly. It's it's not a big part of this. Um, now, the rumor about what this deal may actually be for the UK is obviously has to do with cloud gaming because that's the only part of it that they were stuck with on it. Is The, uh, the rumor is basically saying that Xbox ABK is going to be divesting their cloud gaming rights in the United Kingdom to a third party. Um, most are speculating EE, if you're familiar with that, who's, uh, I believe they're a division of British Telecom. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll really see. Uh, there's a lot to kind of uh, chew on there with that, and there's a lot of excitement about how this is going to incorporate down the road. Remember, there's not going to be any major changes to Call of Duty, even, even next year, really, 2024's Call of Duty. 
because of uh, the PlayStation co-marketing deal with Activision. So Call of Duty is still going to come out next year. It's going to be PlayStation heavy, and that's the way it's going to be. And PlayStation is going to have to market that because that's what the contract says. So, you know, not, not much is going to really change in the next 12 to 18 months for the biggest franchise. Um, the other stuff, we could see some changes, right? Um, in other news, because other things actually did happen, Black Panther has been confirmed uh, by EA Games. Um, this is a third-person, uh, over-the-shoulder kind of Black Panther game. Um, this was first teased last year by industry insider Jeff Grubb on his uh, Game S Mornings podcast. Last July, actually, July 2022, so about 12 months ago. Um, and he even said exactly who was going to be behind it and kind of the scope of it at that time. And they just have confirmed all that in an official statement now. The new studio is called Cliffhanger Studios. This is a brand new studio for, um, based in Seattle from the d developers behind Lord of the Rings, the Middle Earth uh, Shadow of Mordor game, um, as well as developers from Halo, Call of Duty, God of War. And as I said, EA is publishing it. So we've got a Black Panther game. We know that there was a uh, there was a, another one in development as well. I believe over at uh, I'm trying to remember her name now. Sorry, no, that's a Star Wars game. I got a little confused there for a sec. But we know that there's uh, there's still work happening in the Marvel universe, right? We just got the um, that card game last year, the Marvels, uh, not Marvel Snap, the other one. Um, uh, rising sun midnight suns we got midnight suns last year so th there's some stuff happening in, in the marvel universe for gaming of course um let's see here what else oh yes the p playstation access controller this is the accessibility controller that we've been talking about a few times here on this show um they've been talking about it and really pumping the tires up it up on it and i was kind of like it's time to shit to get off the pot here we need to we need a release date we need a price and that should have been announced a while ago. Well, we finally got that. It is releasing this December. The pre-orders go live in uh, next week, I think. They go live in, in uh, July. I don't think this is going to be a thing that sells through, obviously. But pre-orders definitely help scope production on something this kind of niche. So if you, if you are an accessibility player, I would highly suggest pre-ordering it if you can. And what this is, is it's a module... Um, that uh, it, it's round, right? And it's got buttons on each side and everything can be formatted to do any function that the dual sense controller can do. And then there's plug-in ports for all sorts of your peripherals and things like that. So depending on how you have your accessibility issue based off of whatever disability it may be or, or uh, modification you need done, um, you can incorporate different devices to, to achieve all that. And what I think the big win is, is this is 90 bucks US. So it's a very affordable thing. Um, it's going to get more people able to play games finally. And I think that's that's great. More people that can play games is a win. So good on Sony for this. And good on them for keeping the price in a realistic point. Really, truly impressive there. Um, a little bit different news here is Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate 3 is getting some attention Turns out people really like sex scenes with bears. Um, they released a gameplay snippet of a uh, of a character romancing another character, but then that character turned into a bear, and the romancing scene continued. 
Um, and I think it was more so just to kind of be like, hey, this is how Dungeons & dragons this thing is. And yeah, it's very Dungeons & dragons -y. So I think it's getting the attention from that aspect of going like all things are kind of possible. So that's, that's really good. Um, as I said earlier as well, Bungie also got a huge courtroom win this week. And this one I think is probably more important than the other one, but it got overshadowed. But I think it's it's a monumental thing and it's good for workers, especially front-facing workers in the United States, um, because this has set a, what they call the new standard, a new precedent. Um, because laws have been slow keeping up with the digital age, it was important to do this. And what this is, is actually revolves around, if you're a Destiny 2 fan, you've probably heard of this, the uh, community manager for Bungie um, was being harassed, not just online, but this toxic gamer, this one individual, um, went as far as harassing him at, at his home and harassing his family. He would order pizzas at three in the morning and tell the delivery guy to bang on the door really loudly because I'm wearing headphones and things like that. And, uh, and this guy was legitimately, and rightfully so, scared for his life. Bungie took steps to protect that community manager. Um, and then what happened is Bungie sued this player in a landmark case to recoup the costs of pr protecting this employee. They felt that they were their hand was forced because they have a responsibility to protect their employees from harm. And if you worked in a physical environment, like if you worked at a, at a store and a guy came in threatening you, your employer has a responsibility to, to step in and protect you from that person and trespass that person from the property and take steps. Well, just because this is happening on the internet doesn't, change anything really with that responsibility and and that's what Bungie was trying to prove here and what they did is they successfully proved that that they had to take steps to that and they were awarded a five hundred thousand dollar decision against this toxic gamer for harassing this employee um and as i said this sets a new precedent law about protections of employees due to online and in real life harassment and i think this is great especially in the shadow of what has happened at target and at budweiser recently and and those companies not really going out of their way to protect people when angry mobs show up. And this sets a precedent, not only as a fact of you can get your cost back from doing the right thing, but the fact is you have to, you have a responsibility to do the right thing for your employee. And, and that is very important. That is very important. Um, we got some rapid fire stuff here about the last of us and naughty dog here. Um, kind of taken off the point Evan Wells, who is the studio co-founder of Naughty Dog Studios, is retiring from Naughty Dog later this year in 2023. Um, he announced this decision on Twitter. Uh, I don't think this really comes as much of a surprise. Uh, as say he was a co-founder, it's time to kind of move on and do his thing, um, whatever that next thing is. But, you know, good on him um, for, for, you know, seeing it through to this, this kind of distance. It's been a long time. Naughty Dog's been around. And, uh, and congratulations on an amazing career is basically what I want to say. Um, and I, I didn't mean like it's about time as in like, you know, get out. I meant it's about time as in, you know, it, it's good on you for putting in your service and doing your time and, and doing your thing and, and enjoy life. If you can enjoy whatever is next. Right. Um, the last of us on HBO, which is a naughty dog game adapted onto the HBO show has been nominated for 25 different Emmys, including outstanding drama series, um, 
Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey both have been nominated for best lead acting acting categories. Uh, I do disagree with them still separating lead actor and actress. And especially in this case, as Bella Ramsey does not identify as an actress, I find it was um, not appropriate for them to put them in that category, to be fair. But either way, congratulations on the nominations there. Uh, guest actors as well, uh, uh, directors and editing have all been nominated. Let's say 25 nominations, pretty impressive. Um, and last bit of Last of Us Part 2 news, and not with the TV show, Gustavo, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Santiola, Sant, Santolala. There we go. Gustavo Santolala, Santolala, <laughs> teases The Last of Us Part 2 re-release. Now, this is more than likely like a director's cut slash remaster, maybe not necessarily a remake. Um, he was He's the composer for the series. He's also a character in The Last of Us Part 2. Um and this kind of makes sense to capitalize on the popularity of the series as the TV shows uh, generating interest and things like that. So people will be wanting to play this ahead of the new season when it starts coming or in, in simultaneous aspects with the new season. And I think that makes sense to have this kind of going and prepare for the, you know, this hate and the vitriol that will come out of that as well online. Um, coming back down to... A little bit still within the Sony wheelhouse, Media Molecule, the makers of Dreams and Little Big Planet and such, is allowing creators in Dreams to use some of their content, so some of the content that these creators have created, for commercial use outside of the game, which I think is a very intriguing direction uh, for for them to go to, and it's uh, it's good. It's good for creators, and it's as kind of the development of dreams is winding down and the support of it's winding down. It's, it's a good way to sunset this. So that's, I think cool. Um, some more Xbox stuff here. Xbox has introduced a voice chat report, voice chat report function. I was close. Um, uh, report functionality with audio clips. So what this allows you to do is take like a 60 second or up to 60 second clip of your audio chat and report that. So if somebody's saying, um, you know, uh, bad words or offensive remarks or slurs or being just a general POS online, you can report that and and have that handled that way, which is great because the filters and the algorithms may not necessarily be picking up and all that. And that, a lot of that is client-based or, or game-based. Um, as well as the Xbox Friends and Family preview for the Game Pass Ultimate subscription. So this is a subscription that allowed... Uh, you to have up to, I believe, five different devices connected to the same subscription for a higher fee than than what we already pay now, but a lower fee than buying them individually. Uh, it was a preview event as a trial run. It ends August 15th worldwide. Um, we should hear some news of a full launch about this. They'd be really silly not to really just get that. It's going to inject a bunch of new users into them. Let's do it. Uh, and we'll probably hear that Q3, Q4 this year. Um, and last but not least, Major Nelson, community manager and noted uh, Xbox personality Larry Herb, also known as Major Nelson, is leaving Xbox after 20 years. Uh, legendary career at at uh, Xbox, 
quite a long time, a host of the Xbox podcast, the official Xbox podcast, which has been going to be taking a hiatus for the summer and come back in a new version. Obviously, some new community management aspects happening at Xbox. So uh, thank you for all the good times there, Larry. Uh, Major Nelson, best of luck. Um, another acquisition, though, Tencent, who doesn't seem to know how not to spend money on on companies, has bought Lucid Games. They're the makers of Destruction All-Stars. Uh, they just are gobbling studios up left, right, and center. They're not doing big ones. They're doing these little tiny ones constantly. So uh, it's an interesting time. And and this isn't really... Cons Everybody's worried about consolidation in the industry. And this isn't... Like, it is consolidation by definition of we're taking something and making it a part of us. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, what Microsoft has done and what Embracer's doing and stuff like that, it's not really consolidation. The industry is still growing. There's new studios being founded every day and making new content and new video games every day. So it's, it's a little bit different. I'm still very leery on what, uh, what Tencent is up to. And, you know, I think that there's a natural fear kind of with that. Um, some classic games are coming to modern equipment thanks to the revolutionary, I'm going to call it revolutionary, thanks to the carbon engine basically is what's allowing this to happen, which is a very versatile engine for updating older code. Uh, Jurassic Park Classic Game Collection is coming September 1st to the Xbox Series, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Uh, another set of classic games as well, right? the Jurassic Park series and another one I'm, I just picked a couple out of the list there's quite a few actually and I picked a, a couple of the list to talk about the Gex trilogy has been announced for the Xbox series PlayStation Switch and PC as well um, those are both kind of interesting titles Gex probably isn't going to age well in the humor category but we'll see uh, it did have an affinity and it was at one time the best looking 2D platformer I would say on the market Gex 1 Gravity, not so much, but in Jurassic Park, uh, those earlier games were fun games. So I think there's there's a gimmick there and maybe a nostalgia play, but it, it'll be fun. And this is all through limited run games as well. Um, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown has been delayed again, this time till 2024. Uh, this game was supposed to ship in 2022 and it didn't, um, obviously, because it just got delayed again. Um, at the time, they canceled last-gen versions, so they canceled the PS4 and the Xbox One version, and they pushed the release date to 2023. Um, now it's been pushed to 2024, and it's developed by uh, KT Racing, who made the like World Rally Championship games, the WRC games back in the day. We will see how this goes. Um, I'm not entirely sure if there's going to be a market for this game by the time it comes with the new... Uh, Motor, or, uh, Motorfest game from uh, the crew coming, but we'll see. All right, now it's on to some games. That's it for the news, finally. Uh, so we're going to talk about some games here. Um, surprisingly, everyone, I have not yet beaded Yakuza Like a Dragon yet. Um, still working on that a little bit. Uh, I was sick a little bit this week and things like that, so it was a little trickier to, to get comfy and play for a lot. I... I lay down watch a lot of pokemon that, that was my plan but i did get into arcade paradise which came on the game pass um and this is a it's a kind of a weird 
indie sim game, really. Uh, but it's weird in the sense that you're, what you do is you're running a laundromat that has a little arcade in the back, and you got to run a laundromat while you build up this arcade. And it's kind of fun. It's a management sim, and you got to do the business and do all the different things with it. Um, and then there's, you know, these arcade games uh, that you're putting in the back. You get you can play them, set high scores on them, and they're fun and addictive little mini bite-sized things. So it's kind of cool. Um, it's a fun loop for sure. Uh, check it out. It's on Game Pass right now. I believe it was, it was part of the Steam sale as well. So check it out. See if it, uh, see if you want to play that. I think it's worth it. All right. Um, we do have some listener questions this week as well. So thank you to everyone who's sending in questions. You can uh, send in more questions if you want, wherever you, uh, whatever way you kind of want to do that as well. So you can do it in comments, DM me, Facebook, whatever way you want to go about it. You can do that. Um, this is from Jetty Squire on Twitter. Do we see Activision Blizzard titles roll into Game Pass now that the merger will close? Um, Yes and no. I don't think we see that for sure happen until we know what the CMA's kind of idea is on what's what this divestment's going to look like. Um, we definitely don't see Call of Duty, any of the current ones, maybe some of the older, older, like, I mean, uh, like the first Modern Warfare, uh, maybe the first Black Ops kind of stuff back in that era, I could see coming to Game Pass, but any of the stuff that was part of Sony's marketing deal, this this marketing deal they had, I doubt will be allowed to come to game pass until after that deal expires. Um, as far as other Activision titles or Activision blizzard titles. Sure. Absolutely. I think that stuff gets put in. I think that gets put in, in a kind of a sooner rather than later thing. We saw this with Bethesda, with the Bethesda Zenimax acquisition. They, they brought in a bunch of games kind of at once. And then they brought in another kind of wave of them. Um, so I think we're going to see the, there was a team at Xbox that was doing uh, uh frame rate boost and things like that to these titles. And they were, what they were doing, they were actually doing it themselves instead of having the original developer do it. Um, I see them spinning back up again and working with uh, Activision to, to get frame rates, rate boost and things like that enabled should be relatively easy to do for games like call of duty and stuff. Um, I'm not sure what the ease is on the other ones. The reason why I say it should be easy for them to do on Call of Duty is Call of Duty is made in what they call it the IW engine, the Infinity Ward engine, um, which is just a fork or a splinter of the id tech engine from id software, which is the Doom engine, which Bethesda owns, which is now owned by Microsoft. See how where how this all goes full circle? Um, I think it makes sense for them to u- utilize that expertise to, to get that going kind of natively and maybe instead of it being an overlay but either way um you know games like the crash insane trilogy probably will be there uh you know some of the older blizzard titles probably maybe even overwatch would be there um world of warcraft i could see them doing a trial thing for the pc we'll we'll see how everything else goes world world of warcraft Obviously, being a subscription-based game, that subscription price is about the same as an Xbox Game Pass subscription. So we'll see how much water that holds. Uh, obviously, somebody's got to do the math and crunch the numbers. I don't have access to that internal data. They do, so they'll see what's best for them on that. But they got to at least do some sort of like trial run. I know you can play 20 levels of World of Warcraft for free, like get up to level 20 without having uh, a subscription. 
maybe if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you can do like level 40 or something. Maybe they double it. We'll see. Um, but definitely I would think, you know, it's not going to be next week, right? But maybe sometime in the next month or two, depending on what the CMA decision is, do we see, you know, the stuff start to roll out? Yeah, and we'll be in a big batch. They'll go, here's like 30 games, boom, and they'll drop it. So we'll see. Um, and so thank you, uh, Jetty Squire. I hope I'm saying your name right on Twitter for that question. And from Dragon H on Twitter. I hope I'm also saying that one correct. Uh, Dragon H on Twitter asks, does Sony answer the ABK purchase? I think what uh, Dragon H is saying here is, um, does Sony go out and do a retaliatory acquisition because of this getting approved? It would be nice to say that as far as like fueling content wars and stuff like that. Sure. But reality, that's not how business works and it's not going to happen as a result of that. And if you want to say that is how it works, you would say that that is why they bought Bungie, um, which we know it isn't why they bought Bungie. They bought Bungie because they need to figure out how to make live service stuff now. And, and Bungie knows how to do that. Um, I don't think they go and they retaliate or they do anything like that. I think that's kind of silly way of looking at it for sure. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like nothing's ever off the table, right? Um, do they go buy Square Enix? Probably not. They're getting what they wanted of Square Enix without having to buy them. So why would they? Uh, but like another company like Konami or, or Capcom, there's a possibility there. We know Sega's been shopped around a bit too. So th there's all sorts of possibilities. I say I don't specifically see that as a as this ABK purchase being a, the catalyst to that. I think it's just business sense. Um, Sony Computer Entertainment, which is its own division as of, of I got to quit dipping my head down, which is its own division of, uh, of Sony overall, has been given a bigger budget on R&D. So that's, that's definitely going to be going towards that. And I know they have cash. I believe they said it was two and a half billion on hand for acquisitions, which isn't a lot, but it's enough to get a couple, maybe smaller studios, things like that, which is what they do. Right. They, you know, look what they've been buying. Housemark, um, Insomniac, they got for a heck of a bargain. They, they should have paid triple that for Insomniac, in my opinion. They're the only studio really churning out constant uh, games, games for, uh, for Sony right now. So anyways, I don't see them doing a retaliation, but there will be more purchases on the horizon for sure. Like that's how business works. Anyways, okay, thank you for the questions. Please remember you can send me in questions any which way you want. Uh, let's say in the comments, DM me on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Facebook us. Uh, we're Ameren Studios on Facebook. Follow us there, whatever you want, whatever your poison. Uh, please send in those questions. You can even do it on Spotify in the comment capability there or the uh, feedback section. You can send me in questions there. Um, I'll do my best to find out the answer, and I promise you that I will not answer uh, a factual based thing unless I have the facts. So I will not lie. That is a promise. I won't just make shit up. I will go give you my gut feeling. Anyways, um, as I said, it has been a slow news week. It has not been a slow news week, but there hasn't been a lot to really talk about in substance for that. So that just about does it really for this week. 
Um, as always, you can find more from us on Twitter by following Amarin Studios. That is A-M-A-R-R-E-N-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Or on YouTube. Our link is in the audio description of the show. Um, if you do watch us on YouTube and want to bring with uh, bring us with you on the go, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you find your pods. Just search Well Played. Or you can follow us on Twitter. I always link every episode as it goes up there. Uh, or I try to. Sometimes the... Um, the encoder decides to go slower than what it says. It'll, you know, if it says it's going to be done encoding in an hour, I go, okay. And I set, uh, the tweet to go ahead in an hour and a half. And sometimes it just doesn't do that. So that's cool. Um, anyways, uh, but you can find the links there to follow us. It's always there. It's pinned to my profiles. As always, I have been warned. You've been the best audience that I could ask for. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Goodbye.